0: We're on episode one hundred and eighteen 118 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast, and I would like to remind you that there is a good list of topics that we've covered over the years. And uh, the if you years, would like to go back, like yeah,
1: multiple years, yes, two, I guess two years it's over, over two the so, years, yeah,
0: so if we can say years now. Isn't we that can great? say years. And uh, anyway, so uh, let people know that as well when you try to invite them to listen to the podcast. And uh, by the way, this past week uh, at our church, we had that little sign-up thing, and they actually clicked in, and started listening to the podcast. So, uh, huh? yeah, in the bulletin itself, we have a link Oh, a QR with one code. of the QR code. And so we had, I don't know, four or five joined because of it. So
1: anyway, anyway my so point have is... stats on that that tell you that somebody clicked the code. And, yep.
0: Huh. So, yeah. Uh, that was this week. So, anyway, that's great. I'm and proud of you,
1: pops. You, you old and know this technology and how to do QR codes. You know more than I do. I didn't even know we had QR code on the bulletins. So that's good.
0: And we have QR codes all over them now so people can use their phones. So, anyway, the it point gives is. something to do while I'm
1: preaching. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, anyway, just get them to listen. Facebook, Twitter, however you can get them to. That'd be awesome. Even word of mouth. Believe it or not, you can actually use your mouth and invite people to. So, that's <laughs> it doesn't amazing. Doesn't
1: require a QR code.
0: Um, you know, there, there are a lot of people that uh, are dealing with, and especially with what we're going through, and if it's not directly, but it's people that they know, and this this thing called grief, and mm-hmm. I know Charlie Brown a long time ago said good grief, but I really have to ask, is there anything good about grief? You know, is, is it something that we can use? kind of as a tool or is it something that we just have to avoid or how do we deal with grief? Is there a biblical model? How do we do this? Because a lot of people struggle with grief.
1: Yeah. So we would just want to think about how to help people who are grieving because, you know, you and I, Trey, we've been at this a long time. You've been a pastor now for, I don't know, a bunch of years. About 30 years. And I've been a pastor, not quite that long, but actually getting there. yeah, there
0: Yeah. You're getting up there. I mean,
1: you're old enough now in pastoral ministry that you're getting called back from churches you used to pastor to preach homecomings.
0: Yeah, that's that's a big deal.
1: That is a big deal. I've never am, been invited big, to preach I, a homecoming.
0: I remember when I invited myself to preach my first
1: homecoming. and, and Yeah, you at my church.
0: You? At my church, I said, I think I'm going to preach a homecoming. Of course, I get reamed out. And... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Always supposed to have a guest preach at for homecoming. You I know, can't preach it yourself. I know, That's like there, the first rule.
0: Yeah, I know. But anyway, I was so proud of myself that I was a pastor. I thought everybody would want to hear me preach, but they didn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, so yeah. you
1: preached a homecoming this past Sunday at the church you pastored years ago, and
0: yes, yes, many years ago, and it was
1: a good Sunday. It was
0: a good Sunday. Had a great time and preached my lungs out, my throat out, but it was good. We yeah. had a good time.
1: Don't eat yells so much, Trey.
0: I know you told me I don't have to yell, but (laughs) man, when I get in those situations, I just, uh, something in me. Anyway, whatever. I don't
1: know if churches do homecoming as much anymore. You You don't really hear about that much. I know when I was growing up, that was a big deal. You looked forward to homecoming because you got a free meal after church. Oh
0: my heavens. And and it was always. But the
1: services were so long. (sighs) Ah.
0: It wasn't really that bad. I think by the time I finished preaching, it was about quarter to 12, which was not bad because they started it. 10, 15, but they had a bunch of stuff beforehand, yeah. you know, all the things that you do at homecoming. That was the one Sunday a year that you were
1: guaranteed and, fried chicken. I know that. And we did. Yeah. We had fried chicken, the, Bubba. You, it you was good. You can't have homecoming <clears throat> service without fried chicken.
0: It was good. From church's
1: chicken. I
0: don't know where it was from. <laughs> I think it was actually Piggly Wiggly fried chicken.
1: But yeah, anyway. we're You know, that's the thing. We're getting kind of away from the traditional chicken places for our, our chicken dinners. Mm-hmm. I mean, Publix has pretty good fried chicken, but it come on, we need some... Bojangles or Popeyes or, or something.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. You like
1: Popeyes fried chicken? They've got the best fried chicken. Popeyes they, they don't good. have the best chicken sandwich, but they have the best, you know, like fried chicken.
0: I know that Piggly Wiggly used to do all pan fried fried chicken, mm. and uh, I think they've changed all that now. But anyway, there Popeyes, was a point where that, everybody was that spicy went to chicken from Popeyes? Oh, my
1: goodness. It's good
0: stuff. It is good. There's no doubt. We got something we're supposed to be talking about, Trey. Yes. We're going to be talking about grief and how to deal with it and uh, what we do because of it. And. Did, uh, does the Bible actually have anything to say about it? Yeah,
1: it does. So, yeah, we want to think through this because, you know, you have been in situations before where uh, someone close to you lost someone they loved or went through a situation mm-hmm. that caused grief. Might not have been the loss of a loved one through death, but maybe, you know, a divorce or whatever the case may be. And and so you're around Probably on a fairly regular basis, whether you know it or not, people who are grieving, mm-hmm. and and how do you help someone who's grieving? And you think about, especially when you know someone who's lost a loved one, someone has has died. Yes. How do you, how do you help them? Because I, I think what I've seen over the years, and you and I trey, we're kind of you know rare birds because we're in ministry, and mm-hmm. so we deal with grieving people quite a bit. I can't even begin to tell you. I was trying to think about it. Just the number of funerals I've done over the years. I mean, it's been hundreds, mm-hmm. hundreds of, of funerals my, I've done.
0: My first year at my first church, 32 funerals. Yeah, that's wild. So, I mean, you know, I don't
1: do near as many here at Northwood mm-hmm. as I did in previous churches mm-hmm. in large part because we, we have a, you know, fairly younger church. And so it's just not, you know, like in other places right. where I was doing them, it felt like almost on a weekly basis I was doing a funeral. Um, now, I, I mean, I I probably, I mean, I think I might do maybe seven to 10 a year. You know, yes, here at Northwood, yeah, maybe probably, yeah. You know, it right. which you know, it was nothing to do, 15, 20, 25 a year in previous churches, mm-hmm. and you know, I remember, um, remember the first, and, and 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 it's different. You know, I think about when I lived in Louisiana, the whole process was different. Oh
0: yeah, everywhere you go, there's different yeah, ways different. to do things.
1: So here, you know, it, our our tradition, our culture here, you have maybe the night before, you have a visitation where mm-hmm. you go see the family, or it's more common here now. You have a visitation. Right before the service. Yeah, they have an hour before the service. You come by and you you see the family and then you have the the service and which I, I kinda like that because it you know, you kinda it's one day, you know, instead of having the family begin. But anyway, when I was in Louisiana just because of the 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 Catholic influence, you know, that's kind of spilled over into all of the the churches, they there, not the Catholic doctrine, but Catholic, you know, the wake thing, wakes, you know? And so we have a visitation where there you would have a wake, which was wild. I'd never experienced that until I went to move to Louisiana mm-hmm. where they would literally, you know, stand around the body for hours, oh, yeah. hours before you had a funeral service. And I remember the first wake I went to because I was pastor of a small church. I figured I needed to be there the whole time. Wow. We stood around the body. I mean, it must have been four or five hours before oh, we had yes. the service. It was, it was t- terrible.
0: Yeah well we have uh in, in rural south carolina we have this term setting up they mm. mean sitting up but the word is setting up that's yeah, how they say yeah. it and it's very similar i yeah. mean you go and you just hang and you talk and you talk and you talk and you're literally like you say just around the castle and in the baptist world we don't drink so nobody's drinking it's just you know <laughs> it's just you're sitting there and talking you have your arms crossed those kind of things a lot of, a lot of the deacons are smoking yeah. but you know, yeah right uh but you know it's just the way it is and uh I don't know if that helped them deal with grief. I yeah. don't know, but I, I really don't know, but literally you'd went the night before and that's yeah. what you did. And they would literally, that's why they called it setting up because it would stay up all night long, yeah. all yeah. night yeah. long with the body. You're so. just
1: kind of weird. I'm not, maybe not weird. So that's the, the the bad term, but just different stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, we have all have our different traditions and yeah. what have you. And, and I know this, I mean, I know people listening today. I know we have people listening that some of you have probably have never even been to a funeral. You haven't mm-hmm. lost someone close to you yeah. and, and just the whole idea of going to a funeral or, or how to talk to someone who's lost someone, it's just kind of foreign to mm-hmm. you. Uh, some of us, be quite honest, are um, scared to go to a funeral. We avoid it because we just don't know how to handle it, how to you know, talk to people, whatever the case may be. You know, so what I, to I, say. I, a lot yeah, of times so people
0: are just concerned with that. You know, I think
1: this really is uh, going to be a helpful issue to talk through because we're all going to deal with it at some point or another. We're going to lose someone that we love, mm-hmm. or we're going to know people who have lost people that they love, and just how to have conversations and how to bring just some comfort to those who yeah. are grieving, I think is really important. Um, um, our sound engineer asked before we got started, what's the difference between grieving and mourning? Mm. I had no idea, but Google did. Google had a great but Google idea. knows yeah. everything. So I asked Google. And what did Google say? Google said, you know, grieving is kind of that state of being, that, that when you're grieving, it's just that, that process of, of dealing with, some, with, mm-hmm. with the loss, right? Where mourning is the outward expression of grieving. So, I mean, that makes sense. You think about in, in the Bible, uh, in biblical times when they would actually hire professional mourners Yeah, that yeah. when someone, when died, they would pay people to come in and you just cry. Mm-hmm. That's kind of weird. I'm glad we don't do that anymore.
0: <laughs> that is about the strangest <laughs> you thing about it. an heard. hour to come and in that, and cry. To me, that is strange. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But, but it was a big deal. I mean, yeah, and, was. And, and, and I, you know, we've, I've been in other cultures where I've, I've been a part of uh, funerals and what have you. And, um, you know, in our Western American culture, uh, we, we try to put on a happy face in the midst of grief, mm-hmm. right? Where in other cultures, it is natural and normal and encourages to cry it all out, you know? And mm-hmm. so, so I've been in, in some other cultural settings where it's, it's a lot louder funeral service than what I'm used to because they're just real expressive and emotive in the way they're expressing their mm-hmm. grief
0: yeah well, e- even in the Baptist circles that we we're in it is we have decided to change it from a morning time yeah. to a time of celebration yeah, over and yeah, over again celebrating the life of Jesus celebrating the life of that person yeah, or whatever which is good and it's up up tempo music and you yeah. know people give testimony yeah. of how God, good God was and all those things so. yeah and
1: we've been to funerals like that mm-hmm. where it is very uh, you know celebratory and that and that's good I mm-hmm. think that's a good thing but but there's also nothing wrong with actually mourning of course not. that's part of the process to, to cry your eyes. God it because there is way. a loss there that you need to acknowledge and work through. So let's just talk real quick. I want to read a scripture to you, and we'll sure. talk through some things and and try to put some things together to help you think through how you can help people who are grieving. So here's a scripture that's really helpful for us. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 7 say this. Blessed be the God and, our, of, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort." He comforts us in all our afflictions, Mm. so we may be able to comfort those who are in any kind of affliction. Through the comfort we ourselves receive from God, for just as the sufferings of Christ overflow to us, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings that we suffer and our hope for you is firm because we know that as you share in the sufferings, so, so you will also share in the comfort. Now, this passage isn't necessarily talking about helping people who are suffering the loss of a loved one, mm-hmm. but it is talking about the comfort of God, that that yes. when we go through times of affliction, God comforts us. And and not only does he comfort us, in those times of affliction, he teaches us how to be a comfort to other people, right? And so, so there is something about uh, us being used by God to bring comfort, the comfort of God God into the lives of people when they are are dealing with loss, yeah. right? So, so some of you know this, you've heard this before, but just kind of thinking through before we talk about how to help people grief, just the seven stages of grief. You can, you can Google this kind of stuff. You can find different stages of grief, but this, this is typically what happens when, when you experience the loss of a loved one, one, you're shocked. Yeah. And you might even, you know, go through a time of denial. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't really happening. That, that person is just going to walk around the door and they're, they're going to be home when I get there kind of thing. And so so when you, you know, hear of someone who's lost a loved one, you know, those first 24 hours or so, they're, they're hard. Because yeah. in a lot of ways, it, it is a shock. You can't believe it's happening, right? right. Or even if you think about someone who's uh, grieving over a divorce, mm-hmm. uh, you know, can't believe my spouse isn't here anymore. Right. They're going to come back. It's, it's going to be okay. Right. And so there's that, that shock and denial. And then there's also that second stage, which mm-hmm. is pain and guilt. So, so just that's when the the grief really starts to set in, in the morning, the pain and the guilt and, 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 and the guilt of feeling the, the sorrow and the sadness, like I shouldn't feel this way, yeah. or maybe the guilt of, you know, if, if I, if I grieve outwardly it's going to, you know, embarrass people or, you know, I'm going to be a burden on someone else and I don't want to be a burden on someone else. And so there that stage of grief where, where you feel the pain and you're, you feel guilty for having that pain. You see what I'm saying?
0: Well, I think there's also, you know, this guilt what could I have done differently? Yeah. You know, it, would he have still been there yeah, yeah, there's that or even, you know, I never get it right with him. Yeah. I know that yeah. the people that hurt the most at funerals are typically people that, had unfinished business yeah, with the person passed. Absolutely, a lot of guilt involved. Yeah,
1: there. and so that leads into you know anger. Yes, and bargaining. Mm-hmm. And that the anger? It might be anger at the person who died. Yeah, if he'd have done things differently, if he'd have lived a healthier right. life, or where the case may be, he wouldn't be where he's at right now. Mm-hmm. Anger with God. God, how could you do this to me? Mm-hmm. How could you put me through this kind of loss? And and then bargaining. God, if you'll make this better, then I will, or whatever the case may be. And so the, so that that that's just a stage of of. Grief that you go through and then you go to the the, the stage of depression mm. and you know this, Trey, I mean, you know, you, you, you have a funeral service for somebody and you help them through that day, but but after that day, there's still grief oh, and that yeah. grief can, can last for a while and it could be weeks later or months later or years later, you're still kind of depressed because of that loss Mm -hmm. that you're working through. And so that's a stage of grief or, but then, but then for, for, for most people, and this is all part of the process and it's, it's not abnormal if you're going through this process and in some ways it's a healthy process is a way that God's designed us. Uh, but then there's, there's finally at some point that upward turn, right? Right. Yeah. When, when you you get to the point where you say, okay, this has been hard, but it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. This has been difficult, but it's going to be Okay. And, and then there's a kind of this reconstruction period where you begin to, to put life back together, right? You begin to maybe get out a little bit more or you begin to, to move on and do some things that you couldn't imagine doing alone, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. I know for some people who are grieving, you know, especially Christians who are active in a church, for that for that, that woman who lost her husband or mm-hmm. vice versa, that husband that lost her wife, it's a big step for them to come back to church, by themselves. Yeah. Because for tough. years, you think about that couple that's been married 30, 40, 50 years. For years, they've come to church together. They've sat in the same place together. They've got so many memories that they've made within the local church as a couple. That is hard for that that wife to come back to church by herself. Yeah, you we, know? So That's a big step, you know. We,
0: We've even had people that said, you know, I love our church, yeah. but I just too many memories. I can't, yeah. I can yeah. have to go yeah. to another church. Yeah, we've
1: seen that. Absolutely. Yeah. That people will go to another church because they just can't come back to the same church anymore mm-hmm. because of all the memories associated there. Yeah. But then there's that acceptance and hope, right? That you finally, you, you, you reconstruct, you put things back together and there's this acceptance, you know, life is going to be okay. And even hope that there's going to be a better day, right? That I'm, I'm going to come through this. And so, you know, when, when someone dies and we're trying to help someone who's Grieving the loss of a loved one, you're probably ministering to them in those first couple of stages, right. Right? the shock and denial. Agree. Especially when you're thinking about the, those first few days, and you're you're going to reach out to them, hey, I'm sorry that your you know loved one died, um, or you go to a funeral service. You're there. That person who's grieving is still in the stage of shock and denial, or maybe the pain and guilt. Yeah. you know, and just kind of recognizing that as you go in, this is where this person is, right? Right. And, and hopefully you're going to continue to minister t- to them in the months ahead. You're going to try to reach out to them every now and then. Um, but, but just knowing those first few days, that's where they are shock and denial and, and maybe pain and guilt.
0: So as they're in that way, that uh, very difficult way of life, uh, I think, uh, we can look at five ways that we can help grieving people.
1: Yeah. So, so let's, let's be quick about this. Yeah. So the first way is this, you acknowledge the grief and you be present. Exactly. You're there. You're just there. So don't say nothing. And I think there's sometimes the the temptation when somebody is grieving just to keep your mouth shut.
0: I've heard people say that and be proud of them, yeah, that sort of thing. Because yeah.
1: you don't know what to say. So I, since I don't know what to say, I'll just say nothing. I'll be there, but I'm not going to say anything, mm-hmm. right? Or I'm going to keep, at least keep the conversation just kind of, you know, very... Um, very surfacey and, and not address what's actually happened. And so listen, it, it's, it's, it's wise to, and I know it's awkward, but it's wise to acknowledge the grief. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm there, sorry for your loss. You know, I, I know you're hurting, you know, all those kinds of things. And um, so, so don't say nothing. Now there is power in just being present. So years ago, I remember, uh, we had a, a lady die in one of the churches I pastored and it was probably one of the, um, you know, I was new in ministry. One of the the first, you know, times I had been in the room when somebody actually died. Wow. Um, I mean, I I was in my early twenties, you know, 24, 25 years old and was there, you know, and you've been there. I've been there since, you know, number of times, but that first time I actually watched someone Mm -hmm. breathe their last breath. And I, I didn't say a whole lot, you know, you know, I prayed for the lady as she was getting ready to go home and be with the Lord. And, um, I remember the daughter, uh, she was there, and she was the lady was older who who passed away. She was probably in her eighties, or so her daughter was probably in her late fifties, early sixties. Um, you know, here I was, this twenty five year old kid ministering to this family, and I remember her saying to me, and and it just has kind, of, kind of stuck with me over the years. I remember her saying to me, um, "It was just so good to have you present in the room." Mm-hmm. Just it's being there. a big, there. Deal. It was a big, big deal. deal. It was a big deal. It was a big deal. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't, I said a few things, but I, I didn't say a whole lot. I didn't engage in deep conversation while the lady was dying, but I was there. And so that, that meant a lot. And sometimes, you know, your presence with someone who's grieving, it does me a lot, but in that presence, I mean, you don't have to stay silent, say some things, sure. you know, say some things like, man, I, I'm sorry. And, and, and pray with that person. And, you know, I've, I've found it real helpful too. Just um, what, what families love to hear when someone has died is they love to hear the memories. Oh yeah.
0: This is what we remember when brother so-and-so did this. And
1: yeah, or there might be some stories about that loved one that, you know, that, that family doesn't know some, mm-hmm. some memories that you have, some, something you did with that, that person who died that, you know, that spouse or that husband or those kids, they don't know about. And just to share Hey, this one time me and your dad did this, or I uh, mean, your, your, your sister did this. And, you know, and just sharing that memory is, is really, really good mm-hmm. and healthy. And so mm-hmm. all that to say, acknowledge the grief and be present, amen engage the conversation.
0: Number two, grieve with the person and remind them of their hope. Yeah. So grieve with the person. Yeah, we have to grieve with it. Them. It, exactly. it is a
1: sad day for that person who lost someone, and and just remembering this, right? Um, we we say we say that death is just a natural part of life, mm-hmm. when really it's not.
0: It's not. At it's all. not what
1: God intended, right? I mean, when you you think about when Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden, you know what God intended is that they would live with Him you know, in this perfect intimate relationship, but sin messed that up and Mm -hmm. sin brought death into the world. So, so you think about it, death is very unnatural. Mm -hmm. It is an unwelcome guest, right? Exactly. And there's going to be a day when, when, when death is no more Mm -hmm. that Christ is going to return and he's going to call us home with him and, and death will be gone. Right? Mm -hmm. So, but we we think about as something natural when the reality is it is unnatural. And so since it is unnatural, it is right to grieve it. Mm -hmm. When someone dies, We are experiencing a loss, a loss that should not be, it is not right that someone dies. Right. Because that, that is the effect and result of sin. I was
0: going to say it's about the sin. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, 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 you know, it, it, we have good intentions when we say these kinds of things, but in the moment, I mean, it, it, it's not really what people want to hear Mm -hmm. when when you say something like, Hey man, I, Hey, isn't it great that he's in heaven? (laughs) Well, yeah, it's great but I'd much rather him be here with me right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there, there's a real loss there. And so just, just, just acknowledging that. I mean, and and it it is, it is not, you know, wrong to say, Hey, aren't you glad that person's in heaven? Just be careful with how you say it. Yeah. Right. And choose a good, choose a good time. There's time to say it Right. I mean, and you know, every service I preach, when I preach a service for someone who is, you know, a believer, I'm going to remind them that that person's with Christ, but also at the same time, I want to acknowledge the grief Hey, I'm. You're, you're experiencing loss. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm grieving with you, but we do have hope. We have hope that someday we will see this person again. All those things are right to say. I guess what I'm saying is, is using wisdom in how you say those things, because Mm -hmm. what that person who's lost that loved one is dealing with, they're dealing with a real loss. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is great that that loved one is in heaven with Jesus. But for that person in that moment, it doesn't feel so great. No, it does Because they've they've lost their husband or they've lost their spouse or they've lost their child or they've lost their sibling or whatever the case may be. It doesn't feel so great in that moment. And so just 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 you know, grieving with that person, mm-hmm. yet at the same time reminding them of their hope, just being, you know, delicate in how you do that.
0: Amen. Acknowledge the grief and be present. Grieve with the person, remind them of their hope. And then third, ask the right question. Yeah. So
1: the, the the wrong question to ask when someone is grieving is how you doing? Well, they're doing terrible. They're not I doing keep, so well. I'm
0: telling you right now. I mean,
1: I'm doing great. No, you're not. So, I mean, just just, just knowing those right questions to ask, right? Maybe not how are you doing, but how can I pray for you? Yeah, that's a good How one. can I pray for your family? How can I help you? You know, or how you sleeping? Mm-hmm. You know, or uh, are are you getting, you know... I say, are, have you been able to rest are any? you been able to rest yeah. any or... Are you spending time with family, yeah. you know, those kind of things. I mean, asking those right questions and, and just avoiding the wrong question. The wrong question to ask is, Hey, how you doing? Well, you're not doing so good. You just lost a loved one. So just, again, this is just kind of figuring out, you know, in those moments I have to minister to someone, how can I do it effectively? And mm-hmm. how can I use my words in a way that's going to provide some comfort rather than just talking to talk
0: again, it's, it's, being careful. It's being, it's being careful. wise. Yeah. It's a, again, it's a timing issue. Yeah. You know, there, yeah. there's going to be times when you can say, how you doing? Yeah. You know, three months down the road, that's you do right. need to know that's how right. they're doing. That's so right. that's right. Number four, we need to also, and this is tough in our world today and that's make time.
1: Yeah. Just make time. I mean, you know, you think about it when, when someone dies, you know, um, it's, it's hard. Mm. It's hard for that person who's lost their loved one to be alone Mm. because when they're alone, what are they thinking about their grief, their sadness, Mm -hmm. the loss. And so again, it's just that, that being present in the lives of someone. And so it really, and sometimes we can't always do this, but if you can make time for a visit, Mm -hmm. you know, go and, um, just spend time with that person. Mm -hmm. That phone call means a lot. That text message means a lot. That handwritten note means a lot. And so again, um, and, and, and don't make excuses. What I mean by that is, you know, oftentimes we don't make time because we hadn't made time before. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. We Maybe, you know, and I've done this. I mean, we're, we're all guilty of this. You know, that someone, someone passes away and it's someone I care about, but I haven't seen them in months maybe. Yeah, and then yeah. I feel guilty for that. And so then I don't want to make time for that person's spouse or that person's, you know, children because you know, I didn't make the effort while that person was alive to spend time with him or her in, in their last days. Mm-hmm. And so now i and so you can feel, it kind of feels ingenuine, but, but I, I can't make an excuse. It is what it is at this point. Yeah. And, and I can, I can, I can write my, you know, wrong or whatever the case may, may be by now making the, the, the intentional effort to mm-hmm. spend time with that grieving family, to send them that note, to go by and pay them a visit or whatever the case may be. And that really does mean a lot to that family. And so making time really is important.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, where you find them sort of issue. Yeah. So, wherever they are that's where you have to meet them. yeah exactly if, if right. you happen to not be there the last weeks or the last month whatever it was yeah. you know you can now at this point begin to offer the comfort that they yeah. need you and know?
1: you don't have to make excuses to the family and, and i would not make excuses You don't have to say why well, i'm sorry i wasn't here because of this, this and this and this just where they are where you are right now hey i'm just coming by to check on you and let you know i love you and care for you and i'm praying for you and just gonna be here with you for a little bit Amen. that's it so make time
0: and then finally, we help in specific ways. And this is the big one. Because yeah. you always ask, is there anything I can do? And they can't even think at that they point. They can't think, you know? they,
1: right? I mean, how can I help you? I, well, I don't know. I mean, because in, in grief, we're not thinking clearly or mm-hmm. not thinking well or whatever the case may be. And so... And by that, the
0: way, it's not always food. I think everybody thinks, well, I'm going to bring you fried chicken. Yeah. Well, they've got 14 boxes of fried chicken. Yeah. They don't need any more. So... Yeah. You've got to think it through. I heard one one family actually say, "Hey, can we polish your shoes?" I know yeah. that's not a big deal these right? days, but the, <laughs> polish you know, your shoes. Yeah, everybody for the funeral no, for the funeral have, you got, got needs some clean shoes. Yeah. yeah. So anyway,
1: or go by and cut somebody's grass. Or, yeah. you know, there's there's lots of practical things exactly. that you can do yeah. to help someone while they're getting through the process of grieving, and so so, you know, instead of saying, "Hey, if I can help you, let me know." Yeah. Say something like, "Hey, can I bring you dinner tonight? I'd love to. Yeah, well, we yeah. have fifteen boxes of fried chicken. Okay, maybe that's not the best idea. Can I come by and cut your grass then? Or, <laughs> or, or maybe not even asking yeah. those things. Yeah, um, maybe it's just going by and doing it.
0: I was going to say, just do you it. Know,
1: just do it. Just you do know, it. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a good, And now with the food thing, be careful because people do usually get inundated with meals when they lose a loved one. So that might be something to ask. Not don't mm. just bring them fried chicken.
0: Maybe you could wash your dishes but or take yeah, out the garbage. You, or, know, just, or, you know, just things, like just things
1: you can just uh, just show up and cut the grass. You know, um, th- those things are just really helpful. And so just looking for ways to show practical help that, that really does go a long way. And Mm -hmm. so yeah, helping specific ways, but you know, you think about grief, right? I mean, we're all going to go through it. We all know people who've gone through it Mm -hmm. and just trying to help each other through the process, not being, you know, afraid to minister or not trying to avoid it because it feels uncomfortable or awkward, but just jumping in there and doing best you can to show love. And and at the end of the day, that person is going to remember that you did your best to show them love and care, and that's important.
0: And for and for you parents, um, I, I recommend it, and this is how I treated my children. I didn't want their grandparents to be the first person that they mm. experienced death with yeah. because I wanted them to be able to deal with death. Yeah. And so at very early ages, as they could, and not as babies, but as they understood, I would actually introduce them to... Uh, death gradually yeah. people that in our church and other things, yeah. and they would go to funerals. Yeah. Uh, just w- dealt with a family recently where those children had never, their father passed and mm. they had never been to a funeral.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: And it's tough. Then. It's tough. It's super tough. It's tough. So, so it's not, uh, I, I guess it's not natural, but it is normal. Yeah. I mean, people, it's part of life. There's I mean, only it's only one part pa- of life. It does happen. There's only one way we're getting off this world unless Jesus returns. That's and that's right. through that box. You yeah. Know, we're going to yeah. get in that box. So, you know, we need to also address it with our children and and, and help them to learn how people grieve and all those yeah. things and how important it is. Yeah, yeah. All right, Pastor. Well, that's been great. Um. So, you help you have somebody that you know has just passed away, or maybe they're in that situation, and people are preparing. What what is the best way that they can? Uh, express this way yeah. of dealing with yeah grief, well the first hope. thing
1: you do is pray for that person right that you never go wrong with praying I think for that that's person always you a know good that's thing. always a good place to start but then you know just I would just say make some time make the phone call I agree go by for a visit just make some time and show that person you care
0: those two things are beautiful yeah and yeah. you can actually pray for them when you're on the phone with them yeah you know?
1: absolutely so, praying with people is just really powerful you know pe- and people people want to know that you care about them mm-hmm. they just do and so show them that you care Amen. I know this has been kind of a different um, episode today uh, but hopefully it's been helpful, giving you something to think about you know, in the days ahead as you help people who are, are grieving. So if, you, if you've if you been uh, listening to the podcast episode and it's been a blessing to you, go ahead right now and hit the subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review. That always helps to get the word out about the podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.